Hey neighbor, I appreciate you stopping by. It's a great evening tonight. Fall's in the air. Won't be long. It'll be Christmas time. But hey, pull up a chair. I'll run inside the house and get you a cup of joe. I'll be right back. An apartment community in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Summer lunch food program. We are gathering the children of the community together to serve lunch. The overwhelming majority of the kids are recent immigrants from the country of Nepal. I am wearing my cheap t-shirt that has a picture of the famous PBS artist Bob Ross on the front. One of the children from Nepal points to the picture and shouts out, Bob Ross! The metal painter, featured on 403 episodes of the public television series The Joy of Painting, is truly a cultural icon. Just the silhouette outline of his head with the Afro hairstyle is a quick giveaway. It's Bob Ross. Ross, who began learning how to paint by taking lessons at the Anchorage USO Club while serving 20 years in the Air Force, was in fact a straight-haired person. His one-time perm became a standard fixture after receiving a favorable response from his viewing audience, so much so that he eventually incorporated it into his now-famous corporate logo. Though Bob Ross died at the early age of 52 on July 4, 1995, he lives on through the rebroadcasts of those simple 30-minute TV shows. There's 31 seasons in all. Also, the sale of his paint supplies, instruction books, and painting classes that are still taught today by Bob Ross certified instructors. His painting method, called Wet on Wet, a painting technique in which layers of wet paint are applied to previously administered layers of wet paint. Used mostly in oil painting, the technique requires a fast way of working because the work must be finished before the first layers have dried. Bob Ross was quoted as saying he painted over 30,000 paintings in his lifetime as a paint instructor and also through his TV series. On his TV series alone, Bob painted three copies of the same picture for each episode. Just prior to the live recording of the show, which he painted from start to finish with no stops or edits, he would paint a practice copy of the subject. Then he would paint the same image a second time live, followed by a third copy, which he would photograph for his art instruction books. I'm such a fan of Bob Ross, his outdoor landscapes with the mountains, trees, clouds, waterfalls, and mountain lakes, and those kitschy quotes like, there's nothing wrong with having a tree as a friend, or let's build a happy little cloud, let's build some happy little trees. And of course, the most famous Bob Ross quote, there are no mistakes, only happy accidents. I had the wild idea once to try and buy a Bob Ross painting. I thought it would be so cool to have one of his landscapes in my lodge cabin themed living room. I launched an online search to see what it would cost to get one of those 30,000 paintings he created. I was surprised to find that there are not any paintings available. I saw the sold post of a few of the paintings, and they went for thousands of dollars, a bunch of thousands. The search turned into a small quest to find out what happened to all the Bob Ross paintings. I read one article that said that a part of the TV series paintings were donated to the local PBS TV stations to use as fundraisers. I am not sure that the report was accurate, but what about the rest of them? If there are any authentic paintings in circulation, they are highly prized and not for public sale. Then I came across an interesting video on YouTube from the New York Times titled, Where Are All the Bob Ross Paintings? We Found Them. The short 11-minute video has had over 10 million views. Sadly, you find out from the video that Bob Ross Inc., the company that owns and controls all things Bob Ross, has all his paintings from the TV series stored in cardboard boxes in a non-climate-controlled room at their headquarters. In the interview with the head of the company, she said that it never really occurred to them to sell the paintings. Think about it. 
Over a thousand original Bob Ross paintings stuffed in cardboard boxes going to ruin. Annette Kowalski, former business partner with Bob Ross in Bob Ross, Inc., who took full possession of the company at his death, said Bob was not really into selling the paintings. Since Bob is dead, we can only take her word for it. But there is something that just does not sit right with me about the famous Bob Ross paintings just sitting there going to waste when they could be on display in people's homes, businesses, and museums of some sort, on display to be enjoyed and communicate a little of the peace that Bob exuded when he painted them. Amid the Wuhan virus pandemic, one million hours, that's about 114 years of the joy of painting has been consumed on Hulu, people seeking the joy he imparted in every episode. True, the paintings belong to Bob Ross, Inc., so they are free to do with them as they wish, but did Bob Ross paint to have the art stored in cardboard boxes 25 years after his death? I don't think so. This really leads to the heart of this podcast. What is the point of the giftings of talent and unique skills that the God of creation gives to each of us? Are the giftings of talents and unique skills to be hoarded away and saved for some unknown something in the future, or just hoarded away because you can? Or are our giftings from God intended to be used in service and blessings to others? The Bible teaches that God gives supernatural gifts to people as they enter his kingdom to meet the needs of others in what the Bible calls the body of Christ. The Bible refers to these giftings as spiritual gifts. In the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul writes, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be unaware. There are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God works all of them in each person. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. In addition to the special spiritual gifts God gives to those who come into His family, He also gives gifts to all of humanity, intended to be used in service and blessing to others, for the common good. The book of James chapter 1, verse 17 in the New Testament tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God here in James is referred to as the Father of lights. What a beautiful picture of God as Father, and not of light singular, but of lights, plural. The special giftings that God has given you are lights that are intended to shine into this dark world and illuminate the lives of those around you. My wife surprised me one Christmas with a special gift of two tickets to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra in concert at the American Airlines Center in Dallas. In addition to a mind-blowing Christmas concert, they had the most spectacular light show that put the concert over the top. We had perfect floor seats that placed us in the exact center of the laser beam light arrays. The lights had dimensional substance when coupled with the artificial fog. They also used fire that could change color, found both on stage and about four rows behind us, just in front of the soundboard and light control booth. The fire was produced from huge propane tanks. When the fire was activated, the level of heat at our position on the floor was intense. Plus, they had black curtains on each side of the stage that was heavy velour. Then, in the middle of the concert, the curtains came to life with light arrays that created colorful images. The artistry and the use of lights of all kinds from every source imaginable was moving. It ministered to my soul. This is the way the gifts from heaven God gives to His creation are pictured, as lights that dispel the darkness. Oh, dear friend, do you know that so many people today are walking in great darkness? The pressures from the governments of the world on the peoples of the world, not just a virus, have pushed the suicide rate worldwide through the roof. 
Do you realize that as you use the special giftings that God has given you to light up the world, that things can change? Needs can be met. People can be encouraged. Do you know what are your spiritual giftings from God? You might just have one, but I bet you have more than one. Sadly, I know that some people have never been encouraged to ask the question about themselves. What do I like to do? What makes me tick? So much of our lives are spent on meeting the needs of others. We may find ourselves never really discovering the uniqueness that God has placed in us. I worked as a substitute teacher while I went to school to get my master's degree in biblical studies. One sub-assignment was to a class that was some sort of catch-all that appeared to me to be a drop-off for non-interested students. I was asked to come the day before my assignment and shadow the teacher for the day so I could handle the following day by myself. It was high school, and the class was filled with people that resembled rough adults, intimidating especially when I saw that the teacher himself was afraid of the class. The next day, I toughed it through, trying to make meaningful connection with a rough bunch of kids. One young man, a graduating senior, clearly was just occupying space until they freed him from his boredom. He was wearing a white painter's cap with an ink drawing on the front of the cap. The artwork was particularly good. I asked the young man if he drew the picture on his cap. He would not even look up at me and make eye contact. He just muttered, yeah. I asked him if he had been in art classes in school. He, without looking up, muttered, no. Twelve plus years of education, no interest in academics, but a gifted artist, pulled along through a system he cared nothing about, jettisoned to a life of poverty and need, because the giftings of the Father of Lights, sent down from above, were never acknowledged, fostered, or encouraged. Friend, I want you to know that you have purpose, meaning, and giftings from God that He wants you to use to meet the needs of others and dispel the darkness that so easily encroaches on our lives. These giftings can take on as many forms as there are us. I asked a friend of mine who painted his house. It was so precise and perfect that it looked molded into the home like the inside was cast in all its colors, creamy, smooth, and perfect division at every color change. He called the painter's name. I knew his painter. I told my friend I did not understand how the guy could paint like that day after day. I really dislike painting. My friend asked the painter the same thing. The painter said that ever since he was young, he loved to paint. He loved it. What a gift. What a talent. What a service. What a blessing to others. Are you using the good and perfect gifts the Father of Lights has sent down to you from heaven to be a service and blessing to others? When you do, you will be at your happiest, most peaceful, fulfilled self, advancing equilibrium in the midst of this agitated world. Oh, by the way, Bob Ross never received one penny for the 403 episodes of The Joy of Painting. He did the TV show for free to promote his technique and products. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Hey, you've been listening to Guat.Rocks, Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. I've been your host, Kenny Price. As always, be sure to check out the show notes for info on how you can email us, donate to help make this podcast possible, and all sorts of good info for your consumption. Man, if I can make the show notes scented, I'd make them give off the smoky oak goodness, the way it smells when I'm smoking a brisket. Anyway, until next time, make it a good one.